taught so good, they deserve a touchdown. Those tots were so good, they deserved a touchdown. And I don't think that's talked about enough. Is that a subtle shout out to my Halloween costume on Saturday? Yeah, that's definitely. Thank you. It's definitely what it was. Shout out to Quinn Ewers. Who they got this week? A boy needs a bounce back game. K-State, who just uh, absolutely dismantled the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. My name's Dave. This is the Too Much Dip podcast. That voice you just heard is none other than... Dylan Shivery, a man whose Quinn Ewers costume it was um, fine. No, it was good. I think I told you that that fit you wore. I think you should rock that like without the with Sans say mullet that. wig. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I could have gone Quinn Ewers jersey. Didn't have one. Didn't want to drop a lot of money on one. So I I dress as I think Quinn Ewers probably dressed in Halloween, which was uh you know jeans and boots, uh, jean jacket and a uh, Longhorn polo. I bet on Halloween Quinn Ewers was just. Out in the backyard, throwing a football through a tire. Just spinning it. Yep. Yeah, hopefully he can put it together for K-State, man. My weeks stink. I'm, I'm glad it's over, you know? I'm, pr- I'm actually looking forward to the Cowboys bye week. Just just give me a break. Just yeah. need a little break. Let's get healthy. Hey, we got KJ in the building, in his building, his domicile, his home in Wisconsin. Hi, KJ. I'm excited to be here, and... Um... I'm happy to be able to see both of you because before the pod, I was about to uh, confess a little self-conscious item that uh, was causing me to be self-conscious. I've got an absolutely trash collar on right now. Uh Um, Bacon wouldn't even begin to describe the situation that's going on. It's like a, this is a dry fit shirt. That's been like warm washed way too many times. Uh, And I don't mean this to slight anybody, but Dylan is making me feel better about myself today. Uh, his is being backed up by quite a chest, but maybe it's just the spread and the extra button undone that's making it look a little more. Are you intentionally cash. leaning down so we can't see the tip of your collar? Oh, oh. I am covering it up with the microphone. Yeah, that's flat. It, it was like curled up at breakfast. It was real bad. Yeah, it's like a it's like a, a jumbo shrimp. I have a an Adidas <laughs> golf polo on, which it's the only one I own. Got at a golf tournament. That's all I really have to say about it. In fact, it. I just wanted to shout out the this brand. same shirt I bought on shout the way out to, to a scramble. Shout out to Adidas for <laughs> Dylan's polo. I'm wearing a hoodie. This is a uh, a Nike polo uh, I bought on the way to a golf scramble. So uh, it's our new segment. You know. What are you wearing? <laughs> What's your shirt? What's your shirt? Talking about that <laughs> fit. Good. Anyways, we got a lot to get. Uh, yeah, to. Yeah, so I'm feeling good. Yeah, you a good? ton to get to. You're uh, bumping thanks Sam for Smith? the flexibility yesterday. Sorry. Hey, hey, we had, we had our own issues, so don't don't worry. I had to get to Parks had a Halloween performance thing at a school at dentist time, actually, coincidentally, <laughs> and so I had to either start early or start late, and it just, it just wasn't a good day, not a good day for podcasting. Oh. So here we are on a Tuesday, knocking it out. It worked out well, and I know y'all have probably already discussed Halloween uh, on another podcast here in the Wash Media Network, circling back, I believe. Um, but I do have a question regarding Parks' costume because okay. I hadn't seen the Quinn Ewers costume. A, not only did he fucking kill the, I shouldn't cuss that much in the beginning of so talking about Overcuzzer. <laughs> he slayed the costume, pun intended. Uh, the acting was also on point. I feel like it could have followed it up and uh, gone with, uh, you know, could have been Rick. Could've, we could have got a little Walking Dead uh, Rick, fit out of uh, crimes. I, I could have been Rick, and he was the the zombie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I could have done that. I don't know why. I only thought of one costume. Well, aside from Skelly, of course, here in the stew. I, I was, I'm was a one-costume-a-year kind of guy. I, I, I put enough pressure on myself just coming up with one. I'm not good at Halloween costumes, although I do love the holiday. So the Rick thing was just – it was a little out of reach for me. Skelly but, was right. very well-received. That's what I hear. People enjoyed it. Unfortunately, it's not something you can do outside of the confines of the studio, in theory. No, no. The the green screen effect has to be in play. Yeah. yeah. Unless you just you do Halloween with like a, a like a green screen on a shower curtain that's on rollers. Yeah, it's not gonna and that's just that. a lot of work. But I have decided that I'm gonna bring Skelly back um every year moving forward on Halloween. So Wow. 
Yeah. Let's just mm. give him his own show. Just he just interviews people. It's just a real conference. He gets real. <laughs> Getting real with Skelly. It is. I don't see how people wear those. Um, what is it? What did Randy call it? A uh, green man. Green man suit. Morph suit. Morph suit. I don't. People wear those to like sporting events and stuff. They're hard to breathe through. Don't like it. Not fun. Yeah, and you could poke a hole in it real easy if you see something you like. <laughs> okay. I suppose. Yeah. Anyway. Big ups to Skelly. Shout out to Skelly. Did you do anything? Did Kai, did Kai get to get uh, out there? Unfortunately not. We made it back. Um, we had a quick, uh, you know, emergent situation. Had to get some health care and whatnot, but we're all good. Uh, but we made it back around 6, 30, 7 o'clock. So trick-or-treaters were winding down at that time. We had to get the baby to bed, do all that jazz, knock out dinner time. Um, so I went with the give-up move of throwing the table on the front porch. Uh, with a couple bowls, I threw some pirate's booty in one and, you know, all the sweet stuff in the other. And I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't have anybody just come by and, like, clear out either bowl. Like, I left it out to right there until about 9 o'clock. Yeah, I may need to see the booty. <laughs> There you go. Mm-hmm. The pirate's booty. Right, right, right. I'm 38. Man, let me tell you, every Thursday, we do a live stream at 6.30 Central Time. And that can be viewed on YouTube.com slash Too Much Dip as the official Too Much Dip YouTube site. Go there. Watch us and a guest talk about stuff, pick games, just kind of kick it around for, oh, I don't know, 30, 35 minutes or so before kickoff of Thursday Night Football. Guest is TBD this week, but we're working on some stuff behind the scenes. Might be Skelly. Ooh. Run it back. (laughs) Skelly might hop on. We could do that. Also, we will – oh, yeah, we got merch. If you like our merch, if you want some dippy stuff, you want to support the show, you want the Too Much Dip bar cap that's uh, right right behind Dylan. Right over my right shoulder here. Go to washedmedia.shop and check it out. I think you'll like it. We got a few hats left, I think. So should be plenty. If you want the yep. bar hat, get it. I get a lot of compliments on it from people who don't even realize it's a, a podcast. I think a lot of people think I just have a dip problem. I know one buddy on a golf trip recently was like, dude, I love that hat. I didn't know you were dipping still. I was like, <laughs> Come that's, on. Not, that's not what we're doing, man. My guy. We have uh, 44 in stock currently. So okay, get in there. Let's get into college football, unless you guys have anything else you want to kick off with. Let's do football. We've got breaking NBA news, but we're going to save it for the sports party. We're not going to cuck it yet, and people probably already know right. right now. Auburn fired Brian Harson. Um, How does that make you feel? Yeah. Is this the Bo Nix effect? Uh, <laughs> man, my Bo Nix take is just it's butterfly effect. Yeah, Bo Nix having himself a season probably didn't help. Harson's cause here. Yeah, they lost to uh, Arkansas. So I call out. I call out Bo Nix. Not really call him out. I just say he's done. You doubted him. He he got wind of it. He proceeded to just run off what eight wins in a row, balling, absolute balling. And uh, next thing you know, Brian Harson's without a job. And I never want to see someone without a job. I believe in uh, people working. You believe in employment. Yeah, if they're yeah. able. But um, tough scene. The names are getting thrown out there. Baylor's own Dave Aranda. Dion, prime time. Dion, Matt Rule. <laughs> he did, Dion did recently say he is open to a, uh, a a higher profile college coaching job. Has no interest in coaching in the NFL, but he's into the college game. Yeah. Which that, is, I'm surprised to hear him say that while he's coaching at a, at a school like Jackson State. Yeah, it kind of, it sucks for them because, I mean, what this is year two, of Dion at Jackson State. Three, right? I think. He, I think Three. he. I think he did a pandemic year. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You say that publicly, and then as a recruit or even just someone on his team, you're like, how committed is this guy to our program, and will he be here next year, in two years, in yeah. three, that kind of thing. So, it's something coaches usually keep to themselves. On one hand, you've got. The transparency, which you love, like you know what, that's great. But yeah, like if you're you're looking for recruiting classes, as they've they've done quite well in recruiting, um, landed some big names. Yeah, that's gonna give you some pause if you're a kid. Yeah, and you're like, well, he's gonna bounce as soon as uh, you know, whatever job opens up. But Dumb at question the same alert. time, 
as like nowadays kids can bounce too. So, um, I wonder if it has less of an impact now that it's not like you're getting left behind by your coach. Uh, great point that happened with the, uh, incarnate word coach and QB, um, and Lincoln or Riley, Oklahoma. obviously. Yeah, Lincoln Riley, probably a bigger example. Dumb question alert. Why doesn't Florida State go after him? Or, or are they? I mean, you would think that'd be a slam dunk hire. Obviously, he played there. I, I think recruits would line up to play for that dude at a program like Florida State. Um, This is the most pixelated, <laughs> pixelated. anyone's ever been on he, this show. He went from the clearest image we've ever seen on, on screen. He was coming at us from 4K, maybe even 5K, and now he's just super pixelated. Um. <laughs> Can you hear us, KJ? Everything looks good over here. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I, I wonder if there's some little bit of tension between him and some of the uh, administration or maybe some of the boosters. Well, he did steal Travis Hunter from them. Facts. But that's not a reason not to go after the guy. I mean, that's like, oh, he's got recruiting jobs too. So I don't know. Right. KJ, what say you? I think they're okay. I don't necessarily think Mike Norvell is like it's not Norvell. What's their head coach? Um, Wait, that sounds the right. guy from Memphis. Yeah, it might be Mike Norvell, but uh, um, I think I'm getting mixed up yeah, with the Nevada is. guy. Anyways, uh, I don't know that he's going to be the guy that takes them to uh, college football playoff level, but I think that he's a good enough coach that he's not getting run out soon. Like he probably has another good year on them, unless they were like guaranteed to get Dion. I don't think that you fire that guy for Dion at this point. Dion's done well, but it's not firing a guy to go get a sure thing by any means. Uh, but I agree. Florida State would make sense. Auburn's not the fit. Definitely not the fit. I don't even know if Auburn would be the place for Dave Aranda. Uh, no, I, I agree with that. I don't I don't think Aranda's leaving um, for Auburn. But, I mean, it is it is a name. And he's had success, obviously, and he was a hot name after last season after he won the Big Twelve. But um, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. Auburn's been a big disappointment. Uh, Tennessee, though, got to give props to Brett Merriman. He was all over this Tennessee thing. He did call that one, didn't he? Yeah. Was that, that what list was 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 Tennessee on? Uh, I think they originally debuted on the might be good list, mm. and they have since upgraded to are actually good. Yeah, that's big. And I have to agree. They look to be a pretty good football team. Did y'all catch any of that Kentucky game? Uh, uh, yeah, I did not a little. catch much of it. Um, Tennessee is a program that I think this is – I hate when people say this, but I'm going to say it. When, when, when they're good in the mix, it makes college football more fun, mainly because it gives you – it gives the SEC something else. Somebody, you know, those the top two, Georgia and Alabama, gives them something to worry about uh, outside of each other. Does that make sense? And you got Ole Miss in there too. There's I've, other good teams. Obviously. I fully support any team other than Georgia and oh, KJ's back. Any team other than Georgia and Alabama being good in the SEC because it's like enough already. We get it. Although, I mean, Georgia's Georgia hasn't been like really, really good for that long like Alabama has. But still, it's nice to see a team like Tennessee. Um, this just it just seems like a fun team, a fun program right now. It's if like, you can if you can uh, disassociate Clay Travis, which and I can, I hope you can, and Josh Heupel actually, I'm able to do that too. Believe it or not, even though he's their head coach, and you know how I feel about him. Not a big Heupel guy. Yeah, oh, you you know, yeah, let himself go. Situation. You didn't you didn't buy into the hype. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he seems to be a pretty damn good coach. To be fair, he's he's doing well. Uh, I, I agree about having more parity in the SEC East. I think it's helpful to everyone. Um, a little bit of, I guess, an oversight on our part not to have talked up Georgia-Florida uh, last week at all. Not because I think Florida is to be ignored at this point in time, but like that was a high enough caliber game that it probably deserved a little bit of conversation because I do think now setting the table for Tennessee and Georgia um, – it's hard for me to think that Kirby Smart's not the one until we don't see it. So I'm excited about the fact that we get like something that's not LSU Alabama eating up all of the attention in the SEC this week. What, ha- what happened to the Pokes? I I don't know. The worst loss of I Gundy's didn't see a career. second of this. Um, I 
So to fill you in, K-State played their backup quarterback. Adrian Martinez did not play the game. Which is why I think we all picked Oklahoma State, right? I think all four of us. That sounds uh, right. I picked K-State. So, okay. It was my Here worst we week of the year. A Here case can be made that you know Oklahoma State was not prepared for the style of play that the backup quarterback brought to the table. Adrian Martinez runs the ball quite a bit. Um, but my gosh, to shut out Oklahoma State like that after they just beat it doesn't look good for Texas after they just beat Texas. No. Um the one week I finally buy into Oklahoma State. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I gotta stop. I gotta give them some respect. And then they just got absolutely disrespected. Well, actually, I'm surprised we didn't actually discuss the Texas Oklahoma State game after that on the following Monday episode. What I was going to say, had we talked about it, is I don't think Oklahoma State is a very is very good. They didn't impress me, even though they did beat Texas. Texas played a very poor game. I just wasn't impressed with the team on offense or defense. That's been the thing. And then I, I finally convinced myself, I'm like, I'm just I'm not seeing it, but people smarter than me are saying that no, they are legit. I knew Spencer Sanders was having a good year. Like not turning the ball he over, was but man, fairly inaccurate. Um, Texas lost that game because the penalties were fourteen to zero, and because Quinn Ewers was just having a terrible game throwing the football. Todd's so good, they deserve a touchdown. Fourteen to zero. Those Todd's did not deserve a touchdown at that game. Six, seven or eight of those were pre-snap penalties, though. So I don't know that there's too much of conspiracy, but the zero part is alarming. Um, oh, yes, it's hard to it's hard to look at a team with an experienced reasonable quality quarterback and not, you know, think that they're going to be successful. Not only was it the worst loss in Oklahoma state's history, this was the worst defeat of a top 10 uh, ranked team, AP top 25 team in the top 10 or whatever. I, I butchered that by a lower ranked or unranked opponent. So the biggest upset, biggest ass whooping for an upset within the top 25, basically. Uh, so that's saying a lot. I don't know that it means much about, K-State's future or anything like that, but man, that's uh, just flat out getting you know, run out of the gym per se. Terrible, terrible uh, filler there. That's okay. Good um, filler. I wish that it was intentional, but like the task of saying, hey, let's pay attention to the Big Ten that I've taken on this year. Talked a little bit about Greg Schiano talking shit and almost getting in a fight with Ryan Day on the sideline earlier in the year. And then last week we had talked about James Franklin uh, basically blaming the layout of the stadium at the big house for Michigan that like there had been altercations in the past that the layout and the way that Michigan goes into the tunnel, like, and doesn't time it out or doesn't delay the visitors, blah, 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 that it's just prime territory for an altercation. And then this week we get one of the more like absurd, embarrassing it was kind of ugly. Legit fights. Just like an absolute like jumping. It, yeah. it was uncomfortable to watch. Uh, 10 or 12 Michigan State players um, beating the ever-loving hell out of one or two Michigan guys. I don't know what preceded it. I haven't like continued to follow. Uh, but the fact that like immediately it was reported, okay, police are on the scene. The commissioner, um, whose son plays for Michigan State, um, the Big Ten commissioners uh, was on site. And... It was a shit show. Apparently, four players have been suspended. Uh, they're still pending some legal investigation, but like reports of helmets flying, like significant yeah. injuries coming out of this. It was wild. There was a, a Miles Garrett style helmet swing, two helmet swings uh, that was caught by one of the cameras, or maybe someone was holding an iPhone. I'm not sure. It looked bad. It was ugly. Jim Harbaugh said that uh, they're. He said an apology will not suffice, that they will be pursuing any legal charges. And, you know, when you have a responsibility to protect your players and, you know, that's that's probably the right way to, to handle it, I would think. But, yeah, pretty if, nasty scene. Yeah, if you swing a helmet in that scenario, I think that's you're off the team. Like, no matter what. Yeah. Like, swinging a helmet, that's, that's – I mean, that is straight-up assault. And that can yeah. do a number of things. Um I don't know, man. The discourse, I don't know if you've hopped into, uh, I don't know if you guys are into Twitter, but uh, the back and forth between Michigan and Michigan State fans on this, it's like the worst of Twitter. Oh, it's, no, I haven't seen any of it. It's bad. I mean, there's a lot of like, well, you know, he shouldn't have been, uh, 
You shouldn't have been skipping through the tunnel. Shouldn't have been, uh, you know, just a lot of like, like they're, you know, trying to say he was the instigator, the, oh, the, God. the initial kid. I don't, I don't know his name, but uh, it's just, it's ugly. And yeah. No level of instigating deserves a helmet being swung at your head. I'm yeah. sorry. Or multiple dudes putting hands on you. Yeah. You got strip that, jumped. I think the, jumped. the numbers part is the problem I have. The helmet thing definitely is absurd, but if it were a one-on-one fight, and somebody swings a helmet at the other guy, still not okay. But like in that setting, you at least have some sort of equal footing to kind of defend yourself. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're able to get away or back away or whatever. Theoretically, if, if they're not like on top of you about to hit you with the helmet. Um, but when you're, when you're cornered by 10 to 15 dudes, that's, it, there's just no place for that. You know, not on the field, Definitely not in the in the hallway like that. Like that's outside of sports. It's it just it just can't happen. Um, also embarrassing that happened on and off the field. Uh, Texas A and M mm-hmm. almost cost Dylan his big boy stack. I I was very curious of what the uh, temperament of the uh, party was going into the end of this game. Yeah, interesting. We were at yeah we were at Brett's Monster Bash. Forgot the full name spooky. of it. Spooky. Yes. The Merriman, Merriman Spooky, spooky Monster, bash. monster something else. Graveyard bash. Smash. And uh there were a few things on TV that night, one of one of which being the World Series. Um, but Brett being the uh the Ole Miss, the day one Ole Miss fan that he is, had the Ole Miss Texas AM game on. And I was I was pretty glued to it myself, to be fair. We did watch that game and and Brett was he was, you know, he was playing host at the same time, but he did have an eye on the game too. And it it got a little close there at the end, but it never felt like A and M truly had a chance to win the game. Um, but yeah, my, my Rebs they covered, and then Kiffin just <laughs> he hates Jimbo. He's just a petty feller. He hates Jimbo, he's and so was glad made, he's he in college football. Makes joke. He he's fun. He's fun for college football. He has a place in college football. I don't, no matter you know. What's Were going they on a staff he, together at Bama at the same time? I don't remember how long ago Jim, Jimbo's Bama tenure was. I assume Jimbo was at Florida State by the time Kiffin was there. But yeah, I think that's. I mean, correct. aren't they both off offense guys? What what roles would they have? played? Oh, that's if, true. So they 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 would have been like maybe Kiffin replaced Jimbo. Yeah, might be the timeline. Yeah, he made a joke, um, like the on field interview after the game about Halloween costume and saying that he could something about Jim. Jimbo dressing up as him or him putting on clown makeup. I forgot what he it was. He said he could go as a clown. He said he said the Joker. He said something about like a clown because Jimbo called him and Saban clowns That's after right. their That's comments right. about That's the, right. their recruiting class. And then in the presser, he said when somebody's like, Coach, um, you know, just a real, real hard hitting question, like, Coach, your team uh rushed for four hundred yards. What do you think about that? And he's like, Oh, you know, when you're you know, to do that against the, the the best recruiting class of all time. He said a bunch of five stars. A bunch of five stars. It's pretty good. Pretty uh, yeah. pretty good little line. Um, I don't know if you guys picked up on this during the game, but uh, so AM started freshman Connor Wiegman. Wiegman, can't I don't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. his last name. Played pretty well. He looks to be a it looks to be a pretty damn good prospect there. He's got a big arm. Anyway, there was a play where he got his his head bounced off the the turf. Pretty ugly, dude. Offensive bad. lineman, offensive lineman came and like picked up his limp body off the turf. So they like bring him to the sideline. There's a trainer that's checking him out, presumably giving him, you know, the uh, concussion protocol, yeah. all that stuff. Jimbo, Jimbo is like, no, get away from him, and brings him back to. He wants to. He gets him away from the trainer. What? And he was like mad at the quarterback for like not being in the huddle. Yeah, Dude, he brings him into the huddle really to talk about, look. you know, the next series or whatever and puts him back out there. Okay, and I I haven't seen enough discussion about what happened. This is the this is the first I'm hearing. Exactly. Of it. That's what I'm saying. I if it it kind of kind it's getting like brushed under the rug a little bit. And I don't I can't obviously say that the guy clearly was concussed. It sort of looked like he was, and I don't think he got the proper, you know, testing on the sideline. But if I'm if I'm this kid's parents, I, I'm ha- I have questions. Couple like, what things. exactly happened down there? Uh, don't pick somebody up after an injury like that. You never know. Neck issues can make it worse. Um, this is me giving you uh, non legal advice, non medical advice. 
but yeah, don't do that. And then I can't believe Jimbo skated on this because I mean, first of all, he's Jimbo. He's at A and M. He's a lightning rod. Yeah. He's. Uh, Look it up. There, there are videos of it. Okay. I'm not making it up. It's it's pretty clear that. Oh something... no no you're not. And they they briefly said so after that this was around the 30 or 40 yard line. A uh, and M was driving at the time. There was a timeout or something that brought everybody to the sideline after the play. Uh, maybe as a TV timeout, it's hard. I, I can't recall why they ended up all on the sideline. And it might have been just that AM called a timeout. But then after that, he throws an incompletion. The announcers say, I don't know if Weigman is all there. They made a comment about it. Where I think it gets buried is that he throws like a two-yard swing pass to A-Chain after that, like two or three plays later. And he scores. So then looking back, people are like, oh, well, he's fine enough to complete a pass, you know, score a touchdown or whatever. And that was not like a big quarterback driven touchdown pass whatsoever. He took a shotgun snap, turned, tossed it to the running back. Running back made one guy miss. And the game rolled on there. You know, they were on defense for a series. They didn't show him on the sideline during that moment, but then he was back out there afterwards. I just thought the kid looked, 17 years old and like deer, you know, deer eyes for the rest of the game. But it was very clear in the moment that like whatever protocol or testing needed to occur, it certainly didn't occur. Like there wasn't enough time for that to happen. And I just watched the video. How's it look? (laughs) Not good. It doesn't look good. I mean, it looks like a hit that warrants maybe sitting a play or two out. Right. At a minimum. Yeah. And maybe being like, you know what? We've gotten granted our backup stinks. But he's experienced. He's not going to give the game away in theory. What's the kid's name? You've been all Hanks. over his Connor ass. Wiegman? No, no, the other dude. Oh, Haynes oh, King. Haynes yeah, King. Is he, yeah, he's, he's been on his ass. He's injured, I think. Oh, is he? He also just flat out stinks. Oh, yeah. This kid you looks made good. made that clear. This, so if, if I'm an A&M fan, like, you, you, yeah, you're three and five, and your coach is an embarrassment, but you got a quarterback. <laughs> this dude looks like he's pretty good. Yeah, and uh, and you've let another video get out of – some weird tradition. What was that? I don't know. This looked like the uh, the torch um, parade of like the, the Olympics. No, no. <laughs> Who were those guys? Where was that? Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Thank you. That was the that was the big Twitter <laughs> joke. The going tiki on. torch situation. What? Yeah, it was a Halloween thing because I did see some uh, jack o' lanterns. But um, yeah, just someone, optics aren't great. Someone important in College Station needs to step up and just just cancel some of these traditions that look pretty bad. And just say like, hey, everything you do is gonna get out. Like everything from here every, forward. Yeah. They like, try to have all those um, yell practice videos scrubbed from the internet. You can't do that. They're out there. You can try. You might get a few taken down, but they live on. They do. They live on through us. Yes, and we will talk about them. And I just I can't imagine what. The boosters at AM are saying, and like, like, has anybody talked to Michael Bud Light's Ultimate Tailgater about this? Like, where is he at with this whole deal? <laughs> is he the question. Bud Knight and we just don't know? It? <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the Bud Knight. Uh, what else? What else we got? Yeah, Baylor went into Lubbock, rolled, rolled Lub, uh, Tech, which I did not see coming. Uh, Tech's got they're running three quarterbacks out there or they're going to against TCU this week. I don't really know what their plan is. They've got that, that highly recruited kid is who, who got most of the snaps. Um, but he didn't, he looked a little green, but he's got a great arm. Uh, Baylor picked tech five times, which is uh, pretty insane. And then to make the show all about me more on Duncanville later, uh, shout out to a uh, friend of the podcast, Jaquindon Jackson, getting some reps at RB one out there in Utah scoring, Break it, looking like a beast, trucking dudes. I'm Loved happy it. that he's he's kind of uh, switching positions here. Not kind of, I guess he is. I mean, he's getting the chance to actually uh, touch the ball. It's not. I'm, it's happy, I'm happy for him. Um, Texas running back, of course, Roshan Johnson. He he went to Texas as a quarterback and had to switch positions pretty much immediately because of lack of running back depth. And he's got a chance at making the league next year. So yeah, there is hope. Uh, anything else on college football? Rankings dropped tonight. Uh, TCU looked good. I watched them in West Virginia finish that game out. Um, they went for really ballsy. Like, there's fourth and one where they were in control of the game. Getting a first down would have just iced the game. 
even if they didn't get the first down or they punted, there wasn't much concern of them losing the game. And your boy Max Duggan pulls up and hits a fade to just, you know, dump seven more points on, on the Mountaineers unnecessarily. So I think um, they're beginning to try to, like, not try. They're beginning to say, like, you know, we are that effing team. They're trying to turn that corner of, like, oh, we're the upset story. Do we haven't played anybody to, like, we're winning and now we're embarrassing people. Um, we'll see. As the Big 12 schedule usually does, it kind of fixes itself by the end of the year because I still think they've got, what, Tech? Tech at home. Texas. They've, Texas so. on the road. Uh, Baylor on the road. And then a, probably a rematch of Kansas State. The game championship and Iowa State in there too, which I mean will be a one score game that they will win, I'm sure. The game at Texas has been announced as a night game, which is like the second time this season for Texas. So that's great. Is that Thanksgiving ish? Uh no. I would love to go to that. I haven't been to a Texas game this year and I would that would be a really fun game. That probably a hot ticket, but probably. All right. Good stuff. Can we give a shout out to our good friends at Nutrafol? Mm-hmm. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. There's a holistic solution for men that promotes both healthier hair and whole body wellness. Get ahead of thinning hair with Nutrafol's whole body approach to hair growth. No drugs, no compromises. It's the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. We all use it. Um, look, my my hair struggles have been well documented, Okay. I'm not here to dwell on that or complain, but my hairdresser did recently compliment the back of my my crown, my my, my little oh. bald spot. She says, "Hey, there's," she's like, "There's growth back here." I uh, I used it leading up to my wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, my three month supply has since run out, so I I stopped using it. But I did take the full run of it, and there were some noticeable results. Um, also, I need to get back on it. Is what I'm trying to say. Facts. It's physician formulated using natural medical grade ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Mm. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by over 3,000 top doctors, including uh, my dermatologist in Westlake, Westlake Dermatology. They, uh, Still Nutrafol. How about that? You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com slash men and entering promo code BANG. That's Nutrafol, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men. Promo code BANG to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com dot com slash men n u t r a f o l dot com slash men promo code bang to the NFL KJ you look like you have a joke you want to make go ahead it's been it's enough okay. time I, is it the slash I man just, I love whenever I peek ahead at the rundown and uh, I, I I won't cuck the uh, segments here but there's an abbreviation that is so absurd that just doesn't need to happen. Uh, we'll get there. Geno Smith, quarterback of the Seattle is it Seahawks. Daddy? The daddy is just <laughs> the trade so daddy. Absurd. It's daddy. It's today. We also were, nobody's doing the NFL trade daddy. We also <laughs> refer to deadlifts as daddies. Yeah, that's kind of what would come to mind for me. Okay. Jeez, we start with Geno though, huh? Why I not? Guess so. Um, he looks good. It's, I, I don't know what it is. Watching Jacoby Brissett, and this is going to be a terrible uh, like pairing that I'm about to make, neither of them being a racial situation. Okay. Both of these quarterbacks have found themselves like producing fairly well when starting, and then almost as soon as there's like another option, kind of pushed to the side. Clearly, I don't mean racially because obviously Deshaun Watson's return coming in Cleveland is going to push Brissett to the side. Hope not. But with Geno Smith, seeing him have like his own like unopposed opportunity, no offense, Drew Locke, like it's pretty damn cool to see. Yeah, and uh, it was it was uh, his quote after the game was fun. 
giving a shout out, giving it to dedicating it to uh, Ben McAdoo. Then now, uh, I don't know where McAdoo. Where's McAdoo now? Yeah, he's on a staff somewhere. Maybe Carolina, but I don't. Ooh. I'll double check. But yeah, because I guess I guess that was the uh, Eli Manning year, the final year when Eli was bad, bad, and uh, front OC front office base. Okay, front office basically said, "No, we're running with Eli, not Gino." And uh, McAdoo started. I think McAdoo started Gino, and then I think he got fired after that game, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. But uh, yeah. I love he that. He meant it sincerely, like his dedication. I thought that was right. pretty cool. Yeah, I thought I so like, too. They believed in me. Yeah. McAdoo uh, and whoever the GM Eli's was. Eli's comment was a little bit weird. What did he say? Did you hear Eli's? Yeah, Eli's comment on it was that, like, and he wasn't rude about it, but the way they clipped it, it was like, yeah, I felt terrible for Gino. It just seemed like it wasn't the right city or something like that. Like somehow made a comment like it was just the wrong place for him. And I don't think that the full context was there in what I read. Um, but again, we'll see how long this lasts. If the Seahawks screw around and I don't know, a CJ Stroud falls in their lap. I don't think they're going to not draft him, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, real quick on Carolina. I know we've got other more important things on the, the list. The NFC South is so embarrassing. The fact that um, the Falcons are four and four and they're tied for the lead. Had they lost that game, which they absolutely should have, mm. DJ Moore, PJ Walker for first and foremost. Uh, I think I said PJ Johnson a few weeks ago. That's been eating me up for getting that wrong. PJ Walker threw like a 70 yard bomb, mm-hmm. seven yards in the air, scores to tie the game to take the lead with like a minute left or something that like that. And they get pushed back on a 15 yard penalty because TJ Moore takes his helmet off. You should have, a, there should be a carve uh, which, out for litness. Like if you're lit on a game <laughs> winning, you, you should be able to take the helmet off. Yeah. I mean, that was a massive play, by the way, that 70 yard bomb you mentioned, it was a 70 yard rope that like landed uh, hit yeah. in his lap. Basically. I didn't know he had it like that. Beautiful pass. Hey, and, and that's on me. Extreme shack meme. Uh, I didn't know your game. I didn't know you had it like that. I, I don't think anyone knew you had it like that. That no, was quite, I mean, quite a throw. Shout out Matt Rule for that uh, that development. <laughs> the Temple and in Carolina. He hit on one. He did. He hit. He um, finally found his quarterback. I'm sure that joke's been made. Also, a big shout out to uh, Deontay uh, Foreman, who had three touchdowns on Sunday, over 100 yards rushing. I'm happy he's still in the league. I forgot about him after he failed in Houston. I think everyone forgot he was still in the league. But, um, yeah, he had – I mean, a uh, few miles on those tires as he hadn't had much much work since his time in Houston. But good to see him put a couple good games together. Yeah, the NFC yeah, South the, is bad, uh, bad. They would have been tied for the lead if they won that game at 3-5 and five with the rest of the division. That's tough. Uh, we'll, we'll get to talk more NFC South with uh, Andy Dalton continuing to be the starter Thursday night against the Ravens. Oh uh, but, yeah, the Cowboys put up 49 points. And – the simple fact that the uh, the note we have here is regarding Micah Parsons, I think says all you need to know about the about Micah Parsons and how exceptional he is. Like this could easily be like, hey, Dak's got it back on his bullshit. Granted, it's the Bears, but the dude's fucking incredible to watch. Yeah, he's the story after every game because, I mean, if he's if he's not actually putting his hands on the quarterback, if he's not getting sacks, he's like the definition of a high motor guy. Who doesn't give up on a play, which is very disruptive, very coach speak. But like when you see it, you're like, oh, damn, like, yeah, he's in the right place at the right time because he doesn't give up on a play. Few players on a football field are like, I want to watch this guy on this play, like that kind of a talent. And he's that he's that guy for me. Like, I just I just watch him on every defensive snap. Facts. See what he's going to do. But yeah, Micah Parsons, not Micah Parsons, um, Miles Garrett last night, not to like leapfrog and come back. But Miles Garrett last night against the uh, Bengals, they made the comment that Joe Burrow gets the ball out third fastest in the league. And Miles Garrett was making it look like he was playing a high school tackle. It was absurd. They kept double teaming him. He wasn't even overpowering. He was just all the right moves. It was incredible to watch. And Micah has shades of that. If he can be doing that, whatever Garrett's what five, six years in the league now, like if he can do that five, six years from now, the way that Miles uh, Garrett does it, like, geez, man, it's incredible. Yeah, and my only worry for Parsons is just 
wear and tear? Because I mean, you just you every time they show him on the sideline, he looks like just something else is is bothering him. Um, so yeah, it is a pretty well timed bye week, um, much needed because he's dealing with a groin, shoulder apparently, all sorts of stuff. But yeah, Dak looked good. Um, had that one horrific pick at the end of the first half, but um, you know. I'm not here to say Dak is back, but that was one of his better games since the uh, before the catastrophic injury, and I'd like to see it against Green Bay here in a couple weeks. I need to see a little bit more, but I don't know. Tony Pollard looking good. I guess he'll be relegated to like eight touches a game when Zeke gets back. Very cool. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jerry. But, um, you know, offense is good. That's a positive sign. I don't know if it's going to be enough to catch the Eagles, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm glancing at the uh, height and weight comparisons between Micah and Miles. What's your guess on Micah's height and weight, if you don't already know? He is 6'2", 242. I was going to say 230. And then Miles Garrett's six, three, like 260. 6'3", 245 is, is Micah. And Garrett? What's Micah? Miles? I'm sorry, what was your guess? 6'5", 287. Six four two sixty five. Uh six four two seventy five, basically. Like <laughs> they kick. and then just as Aaron Donald shredded as anybody in the league. And like it's it's absurd. Absurd. Arlington, Texas is own. Shout out. Agtown. Sneaky shout out. Uh twenty six years old. Uh Micah's twenty three. So Okay. Also and one swung that's a helmet. One a year guy. less of football. Swung a helmet at a quarterback. <laughs> Famously, he did. We yeah, yeah well, we mentioned that earlier. Actually, yeah, in this very can't episode. be mentioned enough. Hey, we talked about Geno Smith for a, was... a brief minute earlier. Can I share a quote from Tyler Lockett after that win during the post game oh, yes, press yes. conference? Sorry, he said uh, while standing at the mic with DK Metcalf and Geno Smith, he said, "It's amazing what we can accomplish when no one cares who gets the credit," which really feels like a Russell Wilson. Dig. Oh, I was gonna say Marshawn Lynch. No, just kidding. Yeah, that's that's a dig. I think the Skittle Monster is safe on this one. That is a that is quite the dig. It is a dig um, at a guy who, while well, almost simultaneously was praying, nothing against praying, do it all you want, I respect it, but <laughs> doing so on the fifty yard line while spinning in circles with your hands out, just so the cameras can find you. Um, it all, yeah, it all looks pretty bad. I really wanted that video with. Just random podcast, our podcast or whatever podcast over it. So it's just like him. Does he think it's us yeah. like arguing over recycling or whatever? Yeah. Or <laughs> Does he think uh, like KJ's pixelated? Like God hears him more if he does it on a, the fifty yard line, right? You know? Yeah, like you know there were guys praying in the locker room, but no, they didn't really. Yeah, screw those guys. I'm gonna get this. The, I'm gonna get this one to Russ. Got the pray police over here. I just it's just why do you have to make such a show of what you're doing? To catch a he predator. Just wants, he just wants the cameras on him, man. I'm sorry. He really bothers me. So I'm glad that and, – and to like <laughs> when guys like Tyler Lockett and who who else? So another former receiver like said something about him recently. Uh, Baldwin. Um, I, I know who you're talking about, but go ahead. Whenever they, they – they, like stuff comes out after he's moved on to Denver from his former teammates. It's like, yeah, he was – this is not a well-liked guy. No. Okay, we can move on. Did get that dub, though. They got the dub over, uh, sorry, KJ, your Jags. In London. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think um, uh, there's no reason to be 15th to 17th in the NFL. It helps. It literally helps nobody, and it hurts the economy. So uh, I think that Trevor Lawrence is sneakily ascending in his career. I think that uh, Travis Etienne looks decent. Defense is decent enough. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, uh, woo, Broncos in London. Sorry. Wow. Sung to the tune of the Ravens werewolf, getting werewolf. Rokon Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He good. Ravens getting Ro- Rokon Smith from the Bears is it's i don't know if it's just like having the identity maybe we'd feel the same way if it was the steelers but to see a player that you're like oh yeah i can see that working out (laughs) like yeah he is the epitome of a raven (laughs) somebody on twitter correctly pointed out that every everyone that 
everyone looks cooler. Every defensive player looks cooler in a Ravens uniform. And that is 100% true. You can tip your cap to Ed Reed for that and anybody else. Maybe a linebacker who may have been mixed up in some things. We don't know. <laughs> Ray Lewis. Uh-huh. But, yeah, and it's true. And that's that's really sick, and I'm going to be watching them. I already watched them because Lamar, but now they've got a, a really fun player on the other side of the ball too. That's my take. You know some uniforms just look <laughs> like guys just look faster in them than others? Ravens, I don't feel that way about it, but you're right. The, the defenders look tougher in a Ravens uniform. Yeah. A fast uniform, Kansas City, that's a fast uniform. Of course, it has a lot to do with the speed on their offense, but still. What do you think about the theory that C.D. Lamb, because, you know, C.D. Lamb coming out of college, he was, what was his number? Is he 11 at OU? He was a low-number low receiver. And, you know, Jerry basically told him, you're going to have to wear 88. 88 does look slow, it does. right? Like yeah. that is, there's some, it's just too bulky. I think he was number two. That was he feel, two? That feels right to me. Don't know why. Uh, I know he asked for a different number. I'm trying to get to it really quickly. The teens he originally are fast asked numbers. for something that wasn't. Single digits are the fastest, though. He was two. Uh, first correct, choice Tom. was 10, and he was two in college. He asked for 10. Okay. That would look so tight, but gotta, gotta. Market the uh, 88 thing and put all the pressure on your receiver. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Anything any other, else? Any other any, any, uh, trade, trade line bone? Any daddy talk? Any Will we daddy? have any uh, dead bombs? Yeah, no, I guess mm, no, nothing that's going to be worth talking about now. We can bring it up Thursday if it happens. Um, will we have any World Series games to talk about next Monday or will we be done? Next Monday? Yes. This is going on at least six. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we have game three tonight. They Mc, play McCullers. I, I forget. Have they moved to 2 2 1 1 1 or is it 2 3 2? No, it's 2 2 1 1 1. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a game Monday. McCullers versus Suarez? I don't know. Uh, Syndergaard. Really? At least that's what was the scheduled starters for yesterday, but we had a rain delay. Oh. Uh, so let's see. Game six is scheduled for Sunday. So we go tonight. Okay. So we might not oh, have it's all jacked up. No, no, no. It's all jacked up because of the delay. So, um, I don't know what the schedule, what schedule is. Oh, rain out, rain out puts Ranger Suarez on mound in game three. Okay. As red flags fly around Zach Wheeler. I don't know. I haven't been following that closely. The rain delay did suck. Cause I was, I was ready to come in from trick or treating last night. Sit down. I had my Yeti with a little beer in there. I'm a cool dad. Walk around the neighborhood, just drinking a beer, walking the dog, hold my child's hand a lot. But no, a rain out gives me uh, gives me um, flashbacks to uh, 2011 when there was that infamous rain out in uh, St. Louis. Could have been played. Should have been played. Not. I don't know. I forgot about it. I moved on. Not a big deal. (laughs) Anyway, I think this thing's going six, maybe seven. (laughs) Hot take. Boom. Anything else on baseball? No, I want to leave proper amounts of time for the top story in our sports party. So can we do the other two first? You want to do the segment where we not only podcast, but we party? Absolutely. I can make that happen. It's a sports party. Steve Nash canned. Canned? Why? Um, Tough scene. <laughs> you got, you've got the, you've got Kyrie posting videos I, I you've got dudes it's just a it's a mess the nets are an absolute mess and i don't i don't i don't know what saves that team but nash had to go unequivocally it, like i i have no idea what the backing is for this i doubt that it's simply they didn't get off to the start that we'd expected this year i highly doubt that's it uh, and I really hope that it's the case that either he tried to advocate for or the owner advocated for and Steve Nash stood in the way. But Kyrie Irving's a piece of shit, um, unequivocally at this point. Uh, you don't get to uh, uh, remain like exceptionally, like you can't just do some good deeds and then absolutely dismiss like your injuries to others. Um, even if you don't perceive them to be so, you can't play the victim card in that manner. Uh, so I'm, I'm just tired of his shit in general. 
So if Steve Nash is gone in any way, shape or form, either fighting for or defending, you know, uh, good for the other side of that battle. Given, so, given Steve Nash, how he's spoken out on other social issues, like frequently, I would imagine that none of that sat well with him. But hold his, I mean, his whole tenure was Ky a disaster. Kyrie does quite a bit of that too, but I think it's one of those things where you can't just pick, I mean, you can, um, but picking and choosing your battles in the manner that Kyrie is, it's, it's, uh, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, Jerry Jones, how's y'all's owner doing for Halloween? God. What does this quote even mean? I'm going to read it. Or do you want to, Dylan, Dylan, you read it. Okay. Um, this is what Jerry Jones said regarding the trade deadline or the trade daddy. The daddy. As, as Dave refers daddy to Daddy quotes. I'm standing by the track. And when the train comes by, I'm ready to hit that caboose and not let it get by me. If you're not, you will miss the whole show. I can grab the caboose on this train today in the next few hours. Um, the the train rolling by is the trade deadline, presumably. Correct. He, of course, represents the Cowboys. They're grabbing watching that, it go by. Grabbing that caboose means like, hey. So we're, does that mean we're buyers or sellers? I don't or, know or what it means. Station? I don't. I don't. I, I don't wasn't know. kidding. I don't know. Maybe not the best. Um, the best quote for a guy who's had some uh, some documented legal issues. That's fine. Yeah. Grabbing caboose. I don't know. Yeah, that's grabbing him by the <laughs> grabbing him by the the p is you know shades, by the shades of that. Grab him by the caboose. You can just grab him by the caboose when you're, um, when, you're a, when you're an owner. Go ahead. Sorry. This Halloween costume. What well, this was this year, right? I'm, I'm not mistaken. This for an old picture. Yes, this was this year. Uh, Jerry Jones dressing up as a blind ref for his Halloween party. Okay. Kane and all. Um, I don't know that I need an owner doing bits of that fashion. I hoping that he was showing up saying, actually, I'm not an NFL referee. I'm a blind Eternal referee because I can actually see where all of my children are in this okay. world. Okay, um, right. I think that's the approach that he could have gone. This is like shades of it. <laughs> this is shades of like year two thousand Mark Cuban owning the Mavs. That's something he would do. Like that's a that's a like very early young Mark Cuban bit, and Jerry's like eighty five years old doing that. Shout out to him for still wearing a costume. You're never too old, apparently. Why not? And now for the reason you all tuned in, yes. My Duncanville Panthers were stripped of their boys 6A title. And you know what? Don't basketball or football. Basketball. I haven't won it in a while, KJ in football, because of North Shore. I know, I know. Thanks. They, they got a squad this year. Dave. They beat the shit out of DeSoto. They beat the shit out of DeSoto. That uh, Caden Durham, remember that name. That dude is nasty. Running back. Mega offers. Anyway. What happened? Uh, if you want the official story, they played an ineligible player, Anthony Black. He's now at Arkansas. He's a baller. He's going to be in the league probably next year. And the UIL ruled him ineligible. He transferred from Coppell. Um, at the time, they were like, "Well, he's they're leaving the he and his mother were leaving an abusive situation with the father." This is the story that you know came out last year, and apparently the mom was involved with. Uh, Coach Peavy, David Peavy, the coach of, of Duncanville, who's won multiple state titles, best coach in the state. Um, well, they ruled him ineligible, and then Duncanville got a, a temporary restraining order, so allowed him. They decided to keep playing him. They played him through the playoffs. He was the MVP of the championship game. When they came back from like a twenty point deficit in the second half, it was insane. And the UIL, which is the governing body for high school athletics in Texas. Did an investigation and said, no, he was ineligible. You forfeit your title. Which, I mean, that doesn't mean, were you going to hang a banner if you're the team that lost the state game? No. Maybe. Some schools might, but that's, it doesn't matter. All those guys are going to go to college and continue their careers. But what really sucks is the girls team. The girls basketball team, which, you know, Duncanville girls basketball has been a powerhouse for a long, long time. And um, they are, they will not be in the playoffs this year. Their coach was let go. The AD was reprimanded for a alleged, I guess, what they found was a, a recruiting violation. I think um, someone that they brought in and didn't play much, her mother 
wrote a letter to the UIL, um, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, the girls got the got the hammer, and the boys team forfeited that title and also got what KJ. Any other descriptions? I don't know. I'm, I'm rolling, man. I'm a mushroom. He's talking about his squad. <laughs> Can we just, I, I guess, not to cut you off at the end, I want to make sure the people out there who have no idea what the UIL is and or their impact on the state of Texas, your thoughts on them as an entity and as an organization. Corrupt. Been told by some high-level Duncanville boosters this is a vendetta. More to come. That's all I'm saying. They're the governing body, UIL, if you're on the board there, whatever. I'm just saying what I've been told. So, well, we'll see what happens. But, yes, they are very, I mean, high school sports in Texas, in public, for public schools at least, that it all starts and ends with the UIL. So, that is that. Ooh, we got some breaking daddy news, apparently, from oh. Cage Man. Boom, 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 boom. NFL breaking news. Wide receiver Chase Claypool has been traded from the Pittsburgh Steelers for a second round draft pick to the Chicago Bears. Mm. He now has more receptions and receiving yards than all of the Bears wide receivers. Uh, I think that's a we believe in Justin Fields pick, as uh, Mina Kimes is also saying here, too. In addition uh, to that, um, in addition to that, not Deddy News, but uh, Shams, uh, noted NBA insider is uh, reporting that the front runner for the head coaching job of the Brooklyn Nets. Mark Jackson. Ime Udoka. Okay. We didn't talk enough about that. Suspended by the NBA. Who is only suspended by the Nets as of now. What a shit show that whole story was. Cause then you had like Matt Barnes. Or by the uh, Celtics. Yeah, we, we still don't know what happened. Uh, and you had Matt Barnes uh, being like, yeah, yeah, man, um, I know what happened. I can't I talk. saw the details. And then he's like, uh, yeah, he's like, this is really bad. I can't really talk about it. But as a member of the media, this is he literally said, yeah, I'm in the media and, um, you know, I've got some sources. It's like, dude, you're then break the story. Then tell us what happened. <laughs> Burn your fucking source. <laughs> we want to know. That's insane. That's hilarious, though. OK, sham. Yeah. They just floating that, it out there to be, see what kind of buzz it gets. Still a lightning rod. I don't know. Again, the NBA has not ever has never punished Ime Udoka, I believe, who reportedly had an initially a consensual relationship with the female staffer on the Celtics, who later broke it off, and he aggressively not aggressively, but like yeah, I guess aggressive probably would work. Um, like there was a lot of retaliation. Um, it's just a lot. That uh, should be enough to get you run. Yeah. I, I just, it's a lot. Stephen A. Smith says, uh, they should go get a doka. <laughs> I thought he was like saying all this stuff to not do it. Stephen A. Smith is saying, go, go get email or uh, Mark Jackson. Anyway, sorry. I'm, I need to get off of Twitter. That's, that's a lot, a lot. Okay. No, I believe I like Justin Fields. I, I I was impressed by him. He's they they he did need to get receivers. I don't know about giving up a second. Um, because you can get a really good receiver in the second round, but whatever. Chase Claypool's good. Good player. It's not like the NFC is running away from you. So I Facts. guess if you're gonna take a shot, take it now. Care to run it back? I would love to run it back. Thank you, David. Run it back, of course, is a segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Dave may need to see the pirate booty. Not to brag, but Dylan was going to say Oklahoma State was bad before they were shut out by Kansas State. We still haven't heard from Michael, Bud Light's ultimate tailgater, about the state of the Texas A&M football program. A lot of fun, lottie rowdiness if you do it to a scale. KJ can't get behind the trade deady, quote unquote. That's where he draws a lot. Dylan has nothing against praying, but he is the pray police. I didn't write. Who wrote that? I don't know. Maybe Randy. <laughs> Praying's great. Just, you know. You know, we've we've already talked about it. Maybe uh maybe just don't Praying's do it on great, the fifty yard know. line where the cameras are surrounding you. Maybe a less documented pray. There it is. Just check in, you know. He was in a prayer circle of one. Check in with the That's big the guy. problem. <laughs> it was a prayer circle of one. Uh, and, and on that same note, Russell Wilson still cringe. 
facts. Yeah. And that concludes Run It Back. But self-aware cringe. Maybe. Sure. We don't know. He has no other option. Hey, that was a good episode, guys. That was fun. And just think, two days from now at 6.30 Central, we'll be doing a live stream. Just was, mixing it up like this. I was 99 on the black, that episode. That was big. That was big time. Uh, any parting thoughts before we go? I'm going to get back to listening to Sam Smith. I'll see y'all Thursday. Dancing with a stranger? Just unholy on repeat. Go okay. Phillies. Go Phillies. Bye-bye. Bye. I want my chips with a dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with a dip. So bring them dips.